Bloody hell. Sodding, blimey, shagging, knickers, bollocks. Oh, God. I'm English. Welcome to the Nancy tribe. You don't suppose you and I... We're not related, are we? There is a raggedly handsome resemblance. Uh, and you do inspire a, um, a particular feeling of familiarity and disappointment. Older brother? <laughs> Father. Oh, God, how I must hate you. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 109 of Revisiting Sunnydale. I'm Camila. I'm Marcella. Stop killing black people. Stop killing black people. <laughs> That's, it's difficult for me to sit here and record this podcast today because of the state of the world as of right now. Um, I thought about it. Shit's fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought about it, and ultimately, I came down with we need some kind of levity, mm-hmm. and not a distraction, but it was twofold for me. One, we have a platform that we can right. talk about. Shit's fucked up. Just right. stop. Exactly. And number two, our listeners depend on us to give them some it's, levity and yeah, an hour yeah. of escape. Mm-hmm. I, I would I would wager to say, um, yeah. Yeah, and you know, and it works well for me as well because you know mm-hmm. I can't sit in those feelings for very long. Uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, you know, like pandemic and protests. Like, come on, and just the murdering, the murdering of black and brown people is too much. I would really, uh, first of all, I would I just want y'all to listen and don't get this little Buffy the Vampire Slayer stuff twisted and think that I'm one way when I'm not. So um, I am still first and foremost a black woman and that is that is who I am in the world. That is who I always have been, always will be. That shit don't change. And um, until y'all non-black and brown people stop seeing us as a threat as a problem, as an inconvenience, then, you know, shit's going to still be the same. So educate yourselves. Don't don't ask your black acquaintances. And I say acquaintances Mm -hmm. because if they were actual friends, you wouldn't need to be taught and educated about how to go about your your life in a non-racist way. So, um, you know, educate yourselves, figure it out. Aunt Google will help you find the resources you need. In Uncle order to- YouTube's there to show you some videos. Exactly. There's plenty of books, literature, material. Because why? Why is there so much material? Because this shit is not new. Mm-mm. No. And the, what? thankfully, it is June 3rd when we're recording this, which mm-hmm. is important to know because you know, for the past week, it's been about poor Mr. Floyd and what happened to him. But as of this morning, this shit is not a U.S. issue anymore. Mm-hmm. There are riots happening in London. There mm-hmm. are riots happening in Paris. Mm-hmm. It's not a United States issue. It is a global issue. Exactly. So the, and, same, the same fervor you felt towards fighting COVID mm-hmm. put, put all that same energy into fighting racism. Mm-hmm. I guess that's that's where I shall leave that. That's the state of the world. That's where we live. Right. It exactly. was hard enough. Like I can't even imagine 
the things that swirl through your head now that you have a child. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's I just I mean, I to be completely transparent, I cry randomly. Mm-hmm. It's because I mean it's and it was How do you explain it? You right. know, children oftentimes are colorblind until they're taught otherwise. Exactly. And it's not always in the home that they're taught. We got to think about the media and Mm -hmm. teachers and other kids. Exactly. You know. Exactly. So make sure you have you're having conversations and and doing the right thing right by your children by teaching them not to grow up to kill ours. Mm -hmm. It's very simple. Yep. Okay, so we're going to set that aside. Set that aside. We'll put a pause on it. All right, we'll go ahead and move on over to Sunnydale, and um, where some also random fucked up <laughs> shit is happening. <laughs> Which, I mean, this is one of my more this is one of my favorite episodes. This... I, wait, before we I get to <laughs> before I do get we get into this, I just want to take a, a hot second to um, applaud the women over at Buffering the Vampire Slayer, I think is the name of the podcast, who made it abundantly clear where they stand, that they stand for, you know, anti-racism. And um, they also are offering, they're, they're offering some sort of like reading, learning group or something where they, they've all like sworn to educate themselves basically on the subject. And, you know, they've got a list of books that they have um, put together on the subject on the topic um which is awesome so yeah. and variety also has a list on twitter of some things that people can check out and i like the phrase anti-racist because i'm all i'm an anti-racist for everybody just right exactly. you know we gotta start we gotta start with black and brown people but no racism at all i don't want any of it like i don't have time for any of it right right except for my dislike of cats because that will just never go <laughs> Cats can go to hell. Cats can go. <laughs> They're the gatekeepers of hell and they can stay there. <laughs> Except for some of our listeners, cats, because they are kind of cute. Yes, I just don't. But for, I don't need them but, in my house. I, yeah, I don't need them in my house. I ain't got time for cats. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so season six, episode eight, Tabula Rasa. I love this episode. November 13th, 2001, written by Rebecca Kirshner, directed by David Grossman. While trying to find a way to make Buffy forget about her afterlife experience, Willow inadvertently casts a spell that erases everyone's memories. Guest stars Amber Benson as Tara, Raymond O'Connor as Teeth the Sharkhead, and Michelle Branch, uncredited. And I'd like to say, well, I got, I, we usually get the summaries from IMDb. Mm-hmm. That sentence could have been needs not should have needs to be worded a little differently she didn't inadvertently cast a spell no no (laughs) she casted a spell that inadvertently erased everyone's memory exactly it was only supposed to be tara and buffy but she got everybody right so yeah she she knew what she was doing she was casting inadvertently Mm -mm. like the net was just cast a little too wide right (laughs) so yeah so willow oh willow <laughs> but that's not where we start. We start no. so it was Spike being a stage five clinger. Stage five clinger, but can we mention Buffy's like sweater jacket? I kinda want it. But why is it a sweater on top of a sweater? That yeah, always I... <laughs> pick one. <laughs> you don't need two sweaters. They do go very nice together, but like, unless that be hot. Sweater... Yeah, unless that turtleneck sweater was sleeveless. That's the right. only thing that I can see. <laughs> otherwise she's just a hot pocket and i I know but it isn't a cute outfit but um, it is 
I just kind of wish one of those things had been of different material. (laughs) (laughs) Spike's back to his villain outfit is normal. Right. For now. And <laughs> but he is clinging. He's got questions about that cast. He just wants to talk it out. You know, because there was the rising music and rising music. <laughs> Buffy, what does it all mean? What are we going to do now? And she is like, she's she doesn't want to talk about it. She doesn't want to think about it. She's like very much trying to forget about it. She's rude about it. So it didn't mean shit. Don't talk about it. Ain't going to happen again erased it meant nothing to me whatsoever (laughs) and he's just like oh shucks Buffy but why (laughs) (laughs) we could be so good together (laughs) don't know girl come on then they're interrupted by what I'm personally going to call the silliest fucking demon (laughs) that has ever graced so hokey this show so hokey like it's literally a shark head and that's why i call him teeth the shark head because he has a he's name. got like no his regular his, his actual character name is just teeth <laughs> oh, i called him teeth the shark head oh my god because he's got weird hands but then the rest of him's human like as we all wonder i want to know what's going on down there like what what the, you're wearing pants so what yeah, and I also like how are you living on land? Right. Where were you? How are you breathing? I don't understand it. Like we get it. He's a lone shark. Oh, <laughs> on, the really on the on nose. Really on the nose, guys. <laughs> really on the nose. It's so yeah. annoying too. It's just this is literally one of the worst creatures that have ever graced mm-hmm. the show. And I meant to look up like, who no Raymond O'Connor whatsoever. is. <laughs> no, none. They ran out of time, and they were like, "Oh shit, we forgot about the." Make it a lone. Sh- he's a lone shark of kittens. <laughs> Fuck it, make him a shark. Which that even doesn't make sense. Like, what do sharks? Sharks? What? Do, what? Sh- How do you even know what a cat about, is? Right. Sharks don't know about kittens. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and and why? I, so like hell bent on it, like getting the payback. Time is what turns kittens into cats, dude. <laughs> what the fuck? If you're just eating them, you're still that. They still. <laughs> And who was the first demon that was like, cats is currency? Guys, I don't have any money. It, I know we're deep in this game of poker, but I got this kitten. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. All it right. It really doesn't make any sense because like we were saying in the last episode, their cats are a dime a dozen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's, they, mm-hmm. there's no real worth on cats. It's like, especially it's, it's i mean like somebody coming at you for like because you owe them like 40 pennies like, right they got like, go shake open your like tip over your couch you probably got them in there <laughs> kick open the side of a dumpster at least 10 will fall out unfortunately <laughs> because people are awful and they just throw their cats away <laughs> and street cats you know street cats multiply <sighs> raymond o'connor you have seen a thousand times I'm going to hold up his picture so you can see him. Oh, this guy. He's like, that oh. is T. He looks, he, you know, oddly enough, he just looks like that shark, too. Mm-hmm. He <laughs> like, does. <laughs> I, yeah, like, absolutely. I would If I were to uh-huh. see him outside of this context, he'd be like, you know what? He reminds me of that lone shark on Buffy. Yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, he had to put that hot ass. Uh, that must have been horrible. Head on. At least it's because it's probably not makeup. It's probably just a head probably that they put that. on duct tape to his neck. It's and went about their business. Suffocating that poor man. I hope he was so paid well. The gang is talking about Buffy's bomb from Once More with Feeling that she was in heaven. 
Everyone feels real bad. As they should. As and they should. Even Willow admits that she was selfish. They were all selfish because mm-hmm. they didn't think about where she could have been. You know what else they didn't think about? Having this conversation with her. Yeah. I don't why know are why y'all sitting around behind her back talking about this? Like seriously, this this is a great like this, still you're still <laughs> planning her fate without her. Right. Like, this is what got you in this mess before without mm-hmm. thinking about actually thinking about Buffy and what she wanted and what she what she may have wanted at that time period or where she was for real for real. And now now that she's told you what what happened and where she was and now we're still let's go talk in the corner about yep. her. And, what we and guess who else did this life. to her? Oh, Joyce and Giles, back when they were planning her life without her, scheduling yep. her minute to minute. Everyone seems to say they know what's best for Buffy. Except to ask Buffy. Uh huh. Which wonder no wonder she, she acts the way she does. Right, exactly. No wonder she's such a bitch most of the time. Uh-huh. Like, nobody's listening to her for real. So and in their conversations back and forth, Willow comes up with the bright idea that she's knows this spell surprise figure she knows the spell that made buffy forget all about heaven why didn't you know a spell to figure out exactly where buffy was when she was dead right and number two why um why do you want to make her forget that right it was a wonderful experience that she had you want to make her forget something make her forget the trauma of clawing her way out of the coffin right when she woke up make her forget that right or how about you make you not decide what her emotions are going to be and let her decide how she's going to feel. Yeah, let's just talk about it. Let's talk about let's just sit there with Buffy and like have a real heart to heart conversation mm-hmm. like look, we're sorry. We fucked up. Like yep. for real, royally. And you know, there's really no way we can make it better, but we can try to talk to you more and figure mm-hmm. out what you really want. And um Sarah her kind of goes off on Willow like in the sweetest possible way (laughs) but in the way that Xander and Anya know to get the hell out of the room right (laughs) Tara like lightweight snaps Mm -hmm. in the the terror way that she does she went mom (laughs) she went mom like no where you're like oh this is a grown conversation I need to (laughs) the grown folks need to talk I gotta go (laughs) excuse me I would like to excuse myself from the table thank you And she just starts to, and she talks to Will and tells her about how she she's using too much magic, and you know she doesn't even think about the ways to actually do something like a normal person. She just knows a spell, wants mm-hmm. to tape a spell on it, and you know Willow, not hearing her, is just like, I just want to help people. And Tara's like, No, nah, that's not exactly what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're just helping yourself. And finally, Tara drops the, I don't think this is going to work. Bob, she's so sad when she says it. I know. And she tells her flat out, she's like, I know you use that spell on me. Yeah. Instead of apologizing, oh. you know. I just didn't want to fight. <laughs> okay. We're good. We're- yeah. You know what? I'm just, you know, I'm going to go now. And, you know, and still, and even when Tara explains to her that it was a violation of her mind, especially like how hurt she was after what happened with Glory, she still doesn't really apologize. It's yeah. still just like a violation, violate you. That's ugh. And it's oh, she's super defensive, and she, you know, she's saying, "You're doing it the way you're doing everything. You're trying to fix everything to your liking, even me." Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's cut the check. This is we're done. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we're done. <laughs> like 
you can keep all my stuff. I'm not coming home. Exactly. Just... I already got a go bag. I, I mean, I packed out. I packed up two weeks ago. You just didn't notice because you haven't been paying attention. <laughs> I actually don't live there anymore. I just thought I would tell you <laughs> kindly. <laughs> but Willow... she's not the only one getting bad news. Well, also, well, but they come to the decision like Willow is like really. She's like begging and pleading, and te- and she's like. Hey, I can go 30 days without doing any magic. And Tara's like, <laughs> okay, we'll do a week. <laughs> and she's like, okay, cool. So they come to this agreement. And on a week. Side, One yeah. week. One week. Seven whole days. That's mm-hmm. it. And on the flip side, Giles is trying to break up with Buffy. He sure is. <laughs> and like the most Phoebe Buffet way, like sat her down. <laughs> 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 had a nice long he was gonna hug her i think <laughs> right there was probably brewing i don't right? know <laughs> but instead she flips purpose. out like a little baby how do you, why could you leave now? how can you leave now knowing what i've been through <sighs> buffy <laughs> you've been back like a month you could i mean talk to him about this at any time i understand not telling willow and xander and anya and tara oh i get that but not telling him yeah, because that was that was a poor decision because he had nothing to do with bringing right. you back, and he was very much against it anyway. Right. He could have maybe helped out and talk, but no, you just wanted him to do all your little dirty work, mm-hmm. like your substitute dad, which he is not. Which is this is why this only reason why she wants him still hanging around mm-hmm. so he can write checks and chastise Don. Right. That's, that's all she. Uh, she yeah. It's just. So she's really like pouty about the whole thing. And he's trying to explain to her, like, basically, look, I am a grown ass man. Y'all are grown ass kids. Now. Right? You are grown people. <laughs> I got my own shit to deal with. I didn't want to come back to this bitch in the first place. Right. I mean, technically, I'm your high school librarian. When you graduated, my responsibility for Xander and Willow was done. <laughs> like, exactly. Because of the council, I was responsible for Buffy. But when I quit or got fired, that was done, too. I should have just left. Right. I should have been gone a long time ago. But no. So the very next morning, the very next morning, like not even a day. The next day. Like it probably hasn't even been 12 hours. Nope. (laughs) Nope. Tara and Dawn are ready to go because it's time. Like Giles called a meeting. And for whatever reason, Willow is not ready yet. She's still in her towel right out of the shower. And they're like basically out the door, which I don't understand what was going on. But I guess there's only one bathroom in that house. And so okay. I guess <laughs> like it just seems lopsided, like how, uh-huh. how she's so not ready and how they're yeah. so ready. Like, was she fucking around? Right. <laughs> like she was just sitting somewhere in her towel. Like, I got to wait till they leave. Got to wait till they leave. All right. So she uh, they, they leave. She's like, I'll catch up with you. And then she literally does a spell to get dressed yeah to change your clothes how does spell number one like how long would that have actually taken you to go ahead and dry off and put some clothes on right but that's not the only thing she's up to mm-hmm. so more than likely she was waiting around so she could pull out a crystal and do another spell cast a spell to make buffy and tara forget yep except in a very unwillow like fashion, she just leaves the bag of supplies sitting there. Which is dumb. Like how which are Which is dumb. So not sneaky. Right. How are you gonna explain that when you got home? Right. So, you know, as things happen, one of the embers falls out of the fireplace and sparks up the whole bag. What a dick. She's so lucky it didn't burn down the house. Right? 
<laughs> I don't know how it didn't actually. If it was like it was a pretty big, it would have just kept spreading like around the house. But like the the whole place is it's wood, right? <laughs> like okay. But the group is gathered at the magic box because Giles has an announcement. He's trying to break up with everybody now. <laughs> mm-hmm. But before he can do that, <laughs> Spike. Spike comes in. A blaze. Do you really? You've lived in this town for how long in sunny California? Do you really not have a better mode of transport to get around during the day? Right. And we find out later that there is literally like a a doorway or something. There is a there's a tunnel. There's like right. tunnels are right underneath this the store. And apparently there's a way to and from them through the store. Which he's used before on right. Halloween. Right. To like sneak in and steal stuff. So why are you in the broad ass daylight with the bright blazing sun want to go take, take a walk? With a Maybe blank? he was afraid that the lone sharks would be in the sewers because they're vampires. Maybe. Maybe. But I I highly doubt they'd be out in the day looking for him. Right. <laughs> Because, as any self-respecting vampire knows, like, why are you even out in the day? Why are you up? Shouldn't you be asleep? Like, I've been, I'm seeing that you don't sleep at all, Spike, because you're just up and about all day, mm-hmm. all night, doing all sorts of things. He rolls in in this secondhand store suit, I'm assuming, <laughs> <laughs> which looks like it was probably, it could have been his when he was made a vampire. <laughs> It's so tweed. And this, it's, it's very Giles is what it is. It is. <laughs> and they get back to the main topic, which Giles is going to leave. And, you know, Giles is kind of pussyfooting his way around saying it. And Buffy's just being a, a cow. And you no, know, just tell them the truth. Tell them now. Tell them you're leaving me. <laughs> She's pretty bad. <butthurt>. Easy. <laughs> Everyone's Man, uncomfortable. I'm trying, to do, I'm trying to do something here. <laughs> right? You're making everybody way more uncomfortable than they need to be. She starts to storm off and, you know, everybody is... Well, it's like the only people that really react to him saying that he's leaving is uh, Xander. He kind of freaks out a little bit. And Anya, but she's more concerned with the fact that, you know, fine, are you leaving for real this time? Because... <laughs> poor shopkeeper's heart. She can't take it. <laughs> <laughs> and then Buffy starts to stomp off, and then uh, Willow takes this time to try to apologize to Buffy, and Buffy doesn't really want to hear it at this moment. She's really fed up. She's like, everybody's sorry. Everybody's so sorry. But nobody knows what it feels like. Right. Yeah, no, they don't. And then they all pass out. Yep. Everyone just drops. And they all wake up in very compromising positions. Oh, really? Well, it's... Xander and Willow are all snuggly wuggly. And uh Anya and Giles wake up a little too close together. Giles is resting his head on her back. It's all you two sleeping together, resting. <laughs> and Spike falls off of the <laughs> the countertop. Countertop because he got he was sitting on top of it, but he kind of collapsed on his side. But when they wake when they're all showing them all asleep he's like curled up on his side like he was having because you don't sleep you need to sleep <laughs> and that was probably the first time you'd slept in like a year right the first nap you've had <laughs> 365 days i need you to right? slow it down some so everybody they have like, no idea who they are <laughs> completely wiped <clears throat> and it's more just like personal memories wiped. like they know what things are 
Right. <laughs> but they just don't know who they are or each other. They know they're male and female. <laughs> right. And um, what's her name? Willow is wearing Xander's. So this is another fun thing about this episode is that so nobody knows who they are. So they get the bright idea to check their check for IDs. And um, for whatever reason, Buffy doesn't carry a fucking wallet. I don't. Neither does Dawn. Which <sighs> I've always seen Dawn carry a purse around. Uh-huh. She should have a school, a high school ID. Right. She should at least have some kind of ID, a library card or something. Right. And neither one of them have like house keys or anything. Right. Which, so your house is just unlocked all the time. Okay. It's, I get too deep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so, but the, it's cute because obviously everybody, like they call him Giles and they call uh, Xander, Xander, but that's not, you know, what their government names are. Per- <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, Anya, to look at it, you wouldn't know what it is to, to how to really pronounce it. So Xander starts to call him, he sees that he's Alexander Harris. <laughs> they start calling him Alex and, you know, Rupert Giles. So now it's Rupert. <laughs> and, you know, and, and um, Anya, she's like, oh, hey, it's I'm Anya. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's this cash register. So then this paperwork has my name on it. So I must own this store. And, you know, Tara is cool. Willow, she giggles at her name. Dawn has a nameplate necklace. <clears throat> so she figures who she is. And um, <laughs> and Spike, because he's wearing his secondhand suit, he looks in, <laughs> in the label and it says it's made for care, made with care for Randy. His name is Randy. And so basically this section, this whole entire time brings me to my burn of the week. It's everything that Spike says to Giles. Every single word. <laughs> Especially well, and there's a weird thing that happens because the one thing that for some reason Rupert didn't know about himself was that he was British until he starts talking. Which I love and, he, <laughs> and he figures out he's British. And then Randy starts making fun of him, <laughs> calling him like an antsy boy. And he's like, you Brits are always. And then he hears his own voice. <laughs> and he's he like, realizes he he's like sodding, blimey, jaggers. <laughs> <laughs> but then they make a very strange leap. They decide that because they're both British, they must be related. Right. <laughs> so okay. I think I think Anya says father and son and mm-hmm. and Giles is like older brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still young enough to get carded. <laughs> and Spike deduces that because of the amount of hate he feels towards him, he has to be his father. <laughs> right. Oh God, how I must hate you. <laughs> it's like and what's with the trollop? Tati <laughs> <to> mom, stepmom. <laughs> And he is horrified that his name is Randy Giles. <laughs> Which I knew there was a reason why I hated you. Randy <laughs> Giles? Why not just call me Desperate for a Shag Giles? Forty <laughs> Giles. I love it. Some of the best stuff ever. Oh, God. It's, it's, it is the best. It's my favorite. It's one of the reasons this makes, like, top ten episodes across the seasons for me. Oh, yes. Because it's belly laughter, like absolute belly laughter. It's so blonde. It just, <laughs> and just even like when Spike points out, he's like, I saw you two sleeping together. And just, <laughs> he just has this resting. Like, resting? <laughs> She's far too young for me. We were resting. <laughs> it's very strange, some of the uh, fashion choices that were made as well. I feel like Willow's outfit is very 
uncharacteristic mm-hmm. of her. It's a lot of cleavage, a lot of skin. So much. Like, like in the, the upcoming scene, like when they're down in the sewers, I'm like, I was like immediately like, damn, girl. Right. Leaving all of everything. Right. <laughs> and then you've got Anya, which how many patterns are going on in her pink out? Like there could be leopard print. There's polka dots. I, I don't know what's going on, but it hurts my eyes. So much happening. She looks like an optical illusion. And then Dawn, Dawn, <laughs> she has this conversation with Buffy. She's talking about, you know, how scared she is. And she's like, it's okay. And they decide, Buffy decides that her name is Joan. Yes. She names herself. She names herself Joan. Now, when Dawn first saw her nameplate, she said, Umad. <laughs> because clearly it's upside down. It's clearly it's upside down. And when Buffy picks her name of Joan, Dawn kind of goes, ugh. <laughs> and Buffy gets real offended. Like, are you ugh-ing my name? <laughs> and they have this cute little back and forth. And finally, they're like, oh, wait a minute. You think we're sisters? Again, this is another, I mean, it's a true leap. But again, why do you just think that because you bicker with your sisters? Like, yeah, you don't know. Like, you could just hate each other. Like, You're just some annoying kid with very shiny hair. Right. Yeah, seriously. Like, you could be just like, I could work at, she could work at the store and and Dawn's just this annoying brat that just keeps popping up. So, you know. Right. We don't know. They decide they're going to, where are they going when they try to leave the magic box? But my favorite, one of my favorite moments happens when they try to leave. I think the goal is to go to the hospital. Okay, that's right. Because they think since they don't have any idea who they are, they should go to the hospital. Right. Sure. So they, (laughs) yeah. Uh, all right. So they do, they try to leave. They open the door and they're greeted by two vamps, by Sharky's, mm-hmm. Sharky's two vamp cronies or whatever. And they all just freak out. <laughs> it just, is the best freeze frame moment. It is. <laughs> ever. They we should absolutely both. use it as the picture for this episode. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And they keep, the vampires are yelling, send out Spike, we want Spike. And they're like, they want Spikes, what do we do with Spikes? Where do we get Spikes? <laughs> and they're like, we want us and the Slayer, we don't, there's the Slayer. And they're like, they want to slay someone, a female someone. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that they're like, we're in a magic shop. Maybe we should use some of the things that are around them. Right. So they kind of go back and forth, and I think they. Oh, wait a minute, we totally forgot right before this that they were going to uh, my extra burn, like the more specific than everything that that, that Spike says to Giles, everything that Randy says to Rupert. In this episode <laughs> is when they do decide that they're leaving to go to the hospital, and uh, Randy is like, "Dad can drive. He's bound to have some classic midlife crisis transport. <laughs> something red, shiny, shaped like a penis." It's <laughs> pretty spot on about what Giles's car, what Giles uh-huh. is driving. <laughs> yep, he's got that red convertible. Yep, hundred <laughs> mm-hmm. percent. Right. So, um, the, I think the vampires get in, and they all start to fight, and finally, like Jones' Slayer strength kicks in, and she starts to uh, attack, and she she gets gets a couple of them and mm-hmm. they all start to realize that Joan fancies herself the boss. So <laughs> well what's great is if you if everyone should go back and watch that scene when they do break into the magic box because Nicholas Brendan's screaming is 
hilarious. And there are three separate instances in this scene where he just throws his hands up and screams. And then he drops to his knees and starts saying something in Hebrew. Right. <laughs> he tries to hit all the gods in prayer. He's like, it's so funny. I don't know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. And they snatch up Spike and he's like, well, here, take your stupid sticks. And he starts throwing stakes at them. <laughs> But yes, of course, Buffy's leadership skills kick in and she is thrilled with herself for being so strong and powerful. I think I'm a superhero. (laughs) And then Sander passes out. (laughs) So there's a couple just like weird things that happen in this episode on the personal side. And it's that over the course of the episode, Willow and Tara kind of have this weird, cute little, like they clasp onto each other. There's a little flirtation that happens mm. coming up in the sewers. You can see that they're naturally drawn together. Mm-hmm. What's also very apparent is that Anya and Xander are not. Right? Like they barely look at each other. Right. Or speak Which to each other. Is very telling of what happens in a couple episodes from now. This is, that's interesting. Um, yeah, because I never even I never even thought about that. Like not at all. They like like you said, they hardly even talk to each other. Right. And That's it's just a very interesting look that they were not meant to be together. Right. Exactly. Like it was just circumstance. I would imagine mm-hmm. that brought them together. Like that. Why did they even start dating? Because she wanted to go to the prom, and so she asked. Yeah. Xander she to go. Asked Xander. And Xander, like nobody else, has really given him the time of day. At that point in time. Right. So he agreed. Fucked it up with Cordy. And And um, every time it was her pursuing him. When she came back at college, she just basically dropped trial and was like, we're going to do it. Yep. She wore him down. She became like an easy lay for him, I guess. Mm -hmm. And it was just something that was familiar to him. Mm -hmm. Which Buffy pointed out in some episode where where he was trying to check her about Riley. Yep. It's like, well, let's talk about Anya. Is she anything more than a convenience? Yeah. Burn. That's and then he goes and like word vomits all over Anya that he loves her, which do you or do you just feel bad about the fact that Buffy was right? Right. Exactly. So I don't think that Xander truly knew what being in love with someone meant. Right. And like it was a familiarity and a convenience or just he felt comfortable with her and that's mm-hmm. why he st- stayed with her for so long. <clears throat> so now the gang has split up into three different parties. Buffy and Spike, well, uh, Joan Randy, and no. Randy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Randy and Joan are off fighting the vampires. Anya and Rupert are going to stay at the magic box and protect the money and do some spells. Yeah. <laughs> and the rest <laughs> of the gang is fleeing through the tunnels. They're, right. <laughs> So they now, go, Randy and Joan go out to fight mm-hmm. the vamps and Sharky. And um, then Spike vamps out. Yep. He's like, hey, or Randy vamps out. He's like, hey, I'm a superhero, too. And Joan flips and runs. <laughs> and it's a whole thing. And he doesn't know what's happening. He's like, what? Why is she? <laughs> Why would <is> you go? <laughs> and then she does end up later on, like jumping on him, and she's like, "Check the bumpies." She spends a lot of time on top of him. I'm just she saying, does. especially <laughs> this season, a lot. <laughs> like, there's like she she tackles him, and she he she points out to him that he's a vampire, and then but she and she sits on like she's literally on like straddling him for mm-hmm. this. 
And this whole thing, and he goes through <laughs> this brilliant little synopsis of like what he could be. Like maybe he's a vampire with a soul who fights for the good, and he's trying to and he's trying to redeem himself. <laughs> Right. He steals <laughs> Angel's line. Right. He's basically giving himself Angel's biography. <laughs> and uh, Buffy's like, that's so lame. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. And I don't understand why after she has him check the bumpies, she doesn't get up. No. She continues to just sit on top of him. Right. Well, he examines what's happening mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's but there's a whole thing and he starts talking about how you know we're like supposed to be natural enemies where you know i don't want to bite you and you you have no no feelings of wanting to stake me and she's like it depends on how long you keep yeah <laughs> right which could be our mini burn for the week right that was pretty funny <laughs> but he even halfway sits up and she's still just sitting on him like, like okay. get up <laughs> Joan, i see you i see you <laughs> Enya is trying to use a spell book, but all she's managed to do is replicate buddies. <laughs> and she's up on a chair and she keeps in. <laughs> Rupert is telling her to stop using that book. <laughs> and he's trying to be like so polite about it. Darling, so polite. maybe this isn't the right book for us. <laughs> because is- he has found the, t- the one way ticket in his pocket <laughs> to London. And he's figuring that things weren't going so well between right. him and Enya. So that's why he's leaving. He just hasn't told her yet. Mm-hmm. And the gang is in the tunnels with some vampires and they're running from the vampires. They're having a bad time down there. They are. It's not going well for them. But Willow and Tara are all snuggled up together. So that's you there's can tell lot. that there's genuine love there. Right. There's a lot of closeness, a lot of heavy breathing, a lot of. You know, like passing, look, like glance, look away, look away. Oh no, oh no, that kind of thing. It's a little yep. sexy. It's a little sexy. Mm-hmm. Kind of, mm-hmm. I lie. And Willa, uh, Xander, and Don are just kind of there. <laughs> yeah, like they don't really have much to do. Uh, th- at some point, I think Don asks Willow how she's doing, or d- vice versa, and uh, Willow admits she's like, you know, I'm hot and I'm sweaty and scared, blah blah blah. But it doesn't seem unfamiliar to me that seems like really like this is life as usual mm-hmm. and i also think i'm a little gay like, yeah, i think it's kind of gay <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of what she said back in season it's the same thing she right. said in doppelgangland right which is pretty funny um on top of about 200 buddies running around the magic box Anya working her last nerve or his last nerve, and she has created a gray sky, a green sky, which I don't know why we're not more concerned about what's going on there. Right, and then Rupert is sword fighting a skeleton. Right, which... (laughs) Really, your budget was that? That was the budget? Like, did you spend all the money on that shark head? Right. So there's like, we've got a weird green cloudy sky inside the magic box. And there's like a bajillion rabbits and a sword fighting skeleton. <clears throat> Finally. And I think at some point, something that roars happens, yes. <laughs> shows up. I don't, I don't know what it is or what it could be, but they're now cowered. But be- Enya and Rupert are now cowered behind the counter. And finally he blurts out, you know, basically you're such an asshole. No wonder I'm leaving you. And <laughs> Beg your pardon. Excuse <laughs> <Can you laughs> me. And then she tosses her her engagement ring. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. off to whatever creatures over there. And then she's really upset about it. I need my ring. <laughs> <laughs> that thing's going to eat my ring now. One, the, my only complaint with this episode is it's like a long build and then it's over rather quickly. Yeah. You know, so we've had this tension building this whole episode and then it just kind of ends. So Alex accidentally steps on Willow's crystal and breaks it and thus breaking the spell, which I find it like he's wearing soft soled shoes, like tennis shoes. I don't know if that would have broken it. Just Not that hard ass rock. I, I mean, it's pretty hard rock. <laughs> I have one on my desk that's about this. It actually is pretty much the same size like that right. yeah pretty much the same size she had in her there's no way i can't like no there's no, no. way he could have stepped on that in some soft shoe tennis shoes right accidentally no. stepping on not stomping no. down on it but just like kind of just walking on it yeah so that happens um but right before that you know giles finally finds the right spell and uh fixes everything makes all the bad stuff go away and then he and anya or he and anya make up they sure do (laughs) and then make out (laughs) they sure do (laughs) and i would think giles would be more for these random spells happening around sunnydale because that's only time it seems when he gets some yeah uh, because like i don't know i don't remember what happened the first time olivia came to visit but i know she was there during hush she was there to visit yeah specifically there to visit all right but you know olivia and hush like uh band candy with joyce and now this with anya like i don't know i I, kind of wish that somebody had spoken about this later (laughs) Later. i don't know why giles can only get some in a me too movement and kind of no 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 like one of the characters had like, like like anya had um revealed that they had made out or something to Xander or it's like once they broke oh. up, she had said something about how Giles is a better kisser than you or something like that that would have been yeah sh- it should have been brought up for sure right oh I would have loved if they brought it up <laughs> because he looked like he was he was putting in work right had the spell not been broken Anya would like that that countertop would have got waxed with Anya's ass I'm just saying like shit would have gone really well mm-hmm um so yeah spells broken and things go bad right away like yeah so like willow and tara like tara is like basically in tears at this point they're just staring at each other and just like disbelief like like wow i can't believe because they were about to kiss right they were just about to kiss and you could see her push her off of her yep and she's just like fuck like wow and it's so much like, she is hurt. Like, Tara is deeply hurt by what happened. And then, and again, it's another one of those moments where, like, the adults are have, have to talk now because Xander and Dawn see what's happening. And they all realize what went down as well. And then, like, okay, we're going to go back to the magic box. We're just going to. Even though uh, Xander had to break the moment by laughing, he giggled because he remembered the ending of, what was it, King, King Ralph? Ralph? Yeah. Which is a John. Goodman yes, Goodman. yes, yes. I don't even. I don't know if I saw it. I know it existed. I don't recall it being that funny. Too. I can kind of see the video box, like from yeah, going totally. in the store when you know. <laughs> I know I've passed by and seen the visual, like uh-huh. the poster or the video box. But I don't think it's that funny that you had to interrupt that moment. 
No. And of course, Willow is like, oh, shit. And she looks down and like there's a hole in her. Like you can yep. tell that her pocket busted open and the rock fell out. Dummy. And Tara is standing there and Willow's looking at her and it looks like Willow wants to say something to her. But Tara's got her don't. Not right now. Right, exactly. Not the nope. There's nothing you can say. There's zero that you could say right now. Like you basically like again, you just fucked up. You violated mm-hmm. Tara's mind again and everyone else's, put them in harm's way. And it's <laughs> And speaking of harm's way, you've got <laughs> Rupert and Anya are now back to Giles and Anya. <laughs> and they wake up mid kiss and Anya's eyes just like pop open. <laughs> And they decide clean cleaning. <laughs> She's like, yes, yes. You can tell she enjoyed that kiss. Oh yeah, she's still feeling it. She's like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and then Spike and Buffy are actually in danger with the loan sharks because when they get their memory back, Buffy gets punched at the same time, and then just she gets, gets her ass beat. She she gets her memory back and she's kind of in a daze, like and then she gets kicked in the face and I love it. It's so funny. Like I don't love that she got kicked in the face, but her reaction and everything that happens, it's very comical. <laughs> Sarah Michelle, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's Spike that ca- he comes and kind of rescues her. And I love that Sharkhead's like, okay, okay, okay. That's I see you serious. Right. <laughs> we picked the wrong the wrong fight there. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> we can talk about this. Like, we don't need to cause all this drama. <laughs> it's like, like, you know what? I'll get you your damn kittens. I'm no welcher. <laughs> get out of here. <sighs> sure. And, and then Buffy. Mean. Mean. Oh, well, I was trying to think about like what must have, what must she be feeling at that moment? And it's probably just again, like, you know, she was feeling good. Like she was feeling great. Like maybe she was in some danger, didn't know who she was, but she didn't have her memories. She didn't have Buffy's memories. So yeah. she, everything was light for the most part for her. And then whoosh, everything just comes tumbling down. Like all of the grief in her life comes tumbling, crashing back at that moment. That's got to be overwhelming. And unfortunately, Spike is her kicking right. tool. She, he's like, he's the oh, one that, yeah. I didn't do this. Right. <laughs> I have been the one that sits here and listens to you and it like lets you bounce ide- you know, your right. emotions off of. I'm not your whipping <laughs> boy. <sighs> and Tara has decided that this isn't going to work. <laughs> and she's out. And this, the end of this episode is like this whole episode was comedy, 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 comedy. Ow. Yeah. Sit on your neck, kick you in the crotch. Exactly. Yeah. It's just and like. And it's scored it, so well by this acoustic version of Michelle kicks, Branch's song. Yeah. I love this song. And especially this version when it kicks into like it starts off acoustic and then it kicks in at the end as a full band, which is great. Um, I think. Uh, Evanescence does something like that in their song "My Immortal," mm-hmm. but um, which surprisingly was never used in the show. No, <clears throat> um, but I do think this is the first, like, this is the beginning of several like big name stars mm-hmm. that show up in this season to like actually perform at, at the, the bronze. bronze, right? Because the bronze has suddenly become like P three <laughs> on charm. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> 
Um, I am just impressed with Tara's ability to first and foremost fa- have boxes on the ready to like pack up her shit. And, she had a go bag and be <laughs> ready to like leave that night, man. Like yeah. seriously, oh, where are you going? And right. how are you getting there? Does she have a? She doesn't have a car. Mm-mm. It's like in the middle I don't think night. she cares. <laughs> She's got her like, shit boxed up on the porch. Like deuces. That poor girl has had her memory messed with three times. Hmm. In less than a year, maybe. She's like, like that's a, not right. I'm over all of this. All right? Of this. <laughs> like, you have to go. And the only person that this really, really upsets as well, I guess, not the only person, but Dawn is devastated. Yeah, like, an innocent bystander, basically. Like, yeah. Dawn, this is, like, really affecting Dawn in a very negative way, and, and she didn't deserve it. It's she, like her parents are breaking up. Right. Because she had really... Well, they were there taking care of her, basically. Well, Buffy for five months, for half a right. year, and before, even before that, like she and Tara had a nice rapport, had a, a like a, a very cute little relationship happening, mm-hmm. and now you know she's leaving. And Spike has come up to Buffy. Well, Giles is in his middle seat. So can, why can't your travel agent get you a better seat, or is he in a window seat? This time? I think he's in the middle seat and coach. Like. <laughs> Giles, you're a grown-ass man. <laughs> a tall, grown-ass man on top right. of that. You should not be sitting in a middle seat. Right, flying to London. You're not right. flying to, like, fucking Austin from right. California. <laughs> this is a long-ass transcontinental flight. Yes, he's in the middle seat, very much so. This is dumb. <laughs> Which is why he looks so upset, because, I mean, really, what... When you think about the last hour and what <laughs> happened, not much happened to Giles. Like, no. Buffy's a little mad at him, but she won't get over it. Yeah, exactly. He's this just in funny. that middle seat like, this is some bullshit. I didn't <laughs> fucking my memory got taken. I got kissed a goddamn child. I kind of liked it. I need to get out of here. And I'm in a middle seat for like the next 12 hours. <laughs> He's upset. He's very bitter about the whole thing. But Buffy... Is at the bronze by herself, not for drinking, reason. not drinking, <laughs> just sitting all pissed off, off. <laughs> sitting at the bar, at the bar, taking up space and real estate, but not spending any money. That's looking sad as fuck too. Like I've never seen anyone look so sad. Like I'd be so, I'd be there like Xander, like bad day with the lighter. Like, <laughs> that's how sad she looks. And of course, Spike comes up wants to like engage and he just looks at her like i'm here for you and she's, she's like, just oh bitch <laughs> she just like turns her head like 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 the most blatant like without saying a word just turns her head away from it too like <laughs> and it's like you know what you know what <laughs> and he does that too with his tongue too you right. can see uh-huh okay oh, all right mm-hmm. yep oh, gotcha Fuck you, bitch. Sorry. <laughs> walks off. He walks off, but he doesn't leave. No. Clearly. I want to know how far he actually got. Right. Yeah, how long like, it took her to be like, you know what? You know what? <laughs> I know I'm doing nothing. <laughs> a little bit better. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it might make me feel a little bit better. Little Spikes bit. hung down my throat. Mm-hmm. That was... <laughs> so, like, Tara, we we go back to the house. Tara leaves. She tries to comfort Dawn. Dawn runs upstairs all upset. Dawn, Tara looks. That's not, that wasn't right. No. She, she didn't have to treat her like that. Right? So then we go back to the bronze and we're panning around the bronze looking for something. And what do we find? 
buffing spike going at it under a staircase. Like for real, for real. Like for real. Even people around the bronze are like, well, damn. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's like, you know, it's not uncommon to see folks like making out at a club or whatnot, but it just seems too well lit for this. Right. Too well, like, it's pretty bright in there. Like that's, right. you should like, at least look like, at it. Down. <laughs> The way y'all are going at it, it's just like, I mean, damn. Like, right. <laughs> it's time to take this back to his right. crypt, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and that's my question is, how long does this go on? Because, again, <laughs> the right. next episode, we're going to spend talking about this. No, she's like, fuck you. I imagine. It's like a couple of kisses. <laughs> right. I imagine it probably went down for like maybe. Because, I mean, you can't. <sighs> How uncomfortable! But then what? He probably actually thought they were going back to his crypt, and she right. was like, "Bye." Right. It just like took off. I'm sure. Like it was maybe like a 15 minute makeout session or something. Because I can't imagine lasting any longer than that. No. It ass bronze in the middle of the room. Right. Up. They weren't even sitting down. They weren't even drunk. <laughs> no. I imagine she punched him in the face and ran off. Right. Because <laughs> that's how they do it. Exactly. He most definitely got punched in the face, and then she mm-hmm. ran off. Oh, but it is one of my favorite episodes. And uh, let's see. We got bodies dropped. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of vampires. Two by Buffy, three by Spike, one by Xander. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize it, there was that many there. Yeah. Does it pass the backdrop test? I said, nah. <laughs> I mean, if we, again, it's always very, like, very very small like very like barely uh By the hair like, of their chinny chin chin if we want to count willow and tara and anya talking about buffy and, and buffy and dawn talking about themselves right so yeah ish random trivia mm-hmm. the tweed suit worn by spike is the same one he wore in xander's dream in restless when he's on the swing when he's on the swing and he says that Rupert's like a father figure to him. Oh, that's that's cute. I like Isn't that. that cute? And the neighborhood that Buffy and Spike are finding in at the end of the episode is the Desperate Housewives set. Huh. And it was also used for the verbs. With Tom uh, Hanks. Yeah, with Tom Hanks. Nice. The tram ride at Universal Hollywood actually takes you through that Desperate Housewives <gasps> neighborhood. So I'm wondering if it was filmed at Universal Hollywood. Oh, and I've driven through there. And if I'd have known that, I'd have cared a little bit more. Because <laughs> <coughs> I feel like it's very either be right before or right after the section where the guy chases you, the Norman Bates chases you from the Bates Motel, which actually freaked me out because he like really chases after the tram with a knife and you're like unnecessary. Right. That's uncomfortable. Especially if you didn't know you were on the Bates. Like, if you were looking out this side of the tram right. and all of a sudden you see some dude running after you with your knife, you're like, does anybody else see that? Anyone else concerned about this? Um, excuse this, me, driver. I would very right. much like you to accelerate this tram. Right? Is this part of the thing? Uh, nobody told me murder was part of the thing. <laughs> and so our moral of the story, I'm about to get real deep on everybody. Snap. Oh, snap. When your friends and loved ones are telling you that you have a problem, don't assume that you can handle it, that you'll be fine, and you can quit whenever you want. Obviously, you can't, and obviously the people in your life care about you and are trying to tell you how they feel and how your behavior is affecting them. Well said. Yes, that's Thank a you. great point. Thank you. 
If only Willow would have followed it. <sighs> it gets so much worse. So much worse. But yet again. So yes. All right. So next week is smashed, which this is like the the next four, I think it mm-hmm. is, are, are mm-hmm. like some of my favorite ones in this list. A nice chunk. Like yes. if I were to only watch like four episodes of Buffy, it would probably be like, you know, it'd start with once more with feeling and then this one and then this, the next one and the one after that. Yep. Because these it's, are so- Yeah. Tabula Rasa smashed, wrecked, wrecked. and gone. Yeah. The thing is very, very much, very fun on our end because we love love to uh, go on and on and on and on and on and on about these next few episodes. Especially (laughs) wrecked, like smashed. The next one, there's a little bit of key factor for us, but wrecked. Yeah, dude. Wrecked is a, we're going to call that one an NC-17 episode. (laughs) Absolutely. Because I think they may have actually should have probably made it at least the TVMA. Dude, like... Fucking zipper, right? (laughs) And that was the end of Smash. We were just like, exactly. (laughs) That was that was how we sounded when it exactly like (laughs) the octaves went very very high Mm -hmm. Mm in that original viewing of that. I can't wait to talk about it. Oh, God. All right, y'all. So um, let us know if you have thoughts on Tabula Rasa. And you can send us an MP3 file less than a minute and email it to revisitingsunnydale at gmail.com. Or you can just talk to us on the Facebook page, uh, Revisiting Sunnydale, or on Twitter at Back to Sunnydale. Or you can catch me, Camila, on Twitter at the underscore rugged angel. Or me, Marcel, at msphere7338. All right, friends. Um... Thanks for listening, and until next time. Don't kill black and brown people. Amen.